amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. The following podcast is brought to you by Astro Panda Productions. For more information or to find other great shows, visit astropandaproductions.com or visit the Astro Panda Productions page on blogtalkradio.com. Cast Live, the week of August 20th, 2018. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Jeremy Vilmer, and joining me this week is producer Paul Vieira. What's happening, Paul? What's going on, gentlemen? Happy to be here. Well, glad you're back. And also hey. joining us from Joe on Joe, we have Joe Slepsky. Hey, guys. What's happening? What's happening, everybody? Oh, what's up, Joe the Cowboy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a cowboy once again. <laughs> did see the photograph. Looked rather I stiffy. Did. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Hand, <laughs> handsome as always. Mm-hmm. Always, mm-hmm. yeah. Even, I'll be able even, to talk. I'll be able to talk more detail about that in a couple months. But yeah, you know. very excited. Yeah, that's, that's cool stuff. That's awesome. I am in the process of tearing out a closet and building a voice bro- uh, booth to try to launch a voiceover career now. And, sweet, uh, Ooh, yeah. Sweet. Well, I, I finally ran into this thing where I realized what was happening, where people were looking at my age and what I'm used to making, and going. So you're getting older, and as soon as somebody offers you X amount of dollars more, you're just going to bounce on us. And I'm over here going, oh, no. And in my head, I'm going, yeah, that's obviously <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Jeez. You know, they're like, well, if we offer you 65 and you're used to 115, you're going to bounce. Like if somebody comes up with 90, I'm like, no, oh, no. <laughs> Come on. would never do such a thing. Yeah. That's that's my entire work history is, oh, hey, here's another 15000 a year. You want it? Yes. Where do I – can you <laughs> give me a map? Where do I go? But anyhow, guys, we are back. This is week number two of the Geekish Cast live, which just means I'm editing less. We're not recording or broadcasting live like we used to. But I want to thank you guys for joining us. Joe, what's going on over at Joe on Joe this week? Oh, man. Well, this week we've got um, – uh, when does this episode air? Tomorrow? This this will – I will post this tonight on August 20th. Oh, yeah. well, this this week we are uh, looking at an episode called Bioc, which is uh, about a uh, – the, the bad guys take over computer systems and hack the good guys. It's totally unbelievable. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a completely unbelievable uh, scenario. It would never happen. And next week, <laughs> and next week we have an, another completely unbelievable scenario where uh, Cobra Commander is pursued by an amorous gorilla. So tune in to Joe and Joe Pod. 
<laughs> well, will the good times ever end? Oh, man. And, and coming up soon on Geekish Cast, I do have a couple of interviews coming up. I have one with writer, director, actor Sam Benjamin, where we kind of go off the rails and talk about pro wrestling. And the funny thing about that is he's he's from England, so he's just now seeing stuff that happened in the 80s and 90s. So for him, it's all new, you know? Well, it's the best stuff there was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Tell him to stop when he's done. Yep. And uh, <laughs> this week on my other podcast, Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze, we did the 10 greatest regional baby faces from back in the 70s and 80s. And coming out this Friday, so a couple days after this airs, is our top 10 reasons we love Junkyard Dog. Oh, oh the JYD. Yep. I love Junkyard Dog. <laughs> Yep. The, Heck yeah. The first black superhero of the South right there. So we my are... very my very first wrestling program, I believe he was the headliner. Was it uh, like uh, the big uh, Rosemont Horizon? Mm-hmm. I believe Jay. I know he was on the card. I believe he was the title guy on the card. It was pretty awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, so that's, that's going to be coming up this week. Um, also, <clears throat> you know, where I'm doing the thing where I'm watching all the low-budget horror films I can find on Amazon Prime. <laughs> oh, Amazon Prime is amazing for low budget. Oh, it yes. really, really is. So there's one I found, and it's about the the great grandchildren of um, of the Harkers from Dracula, mm-hmm. and they're trying to build an attraction at their family home, and they're like the town joke and losers. And just through happenstance, I put something up on the Bell to Bell Blaze uh, Twitter account. And one of the writer, director, and actors from that movie hit me up, so I'll be having an interview with him coming up pretty soon. Awesome. And I'm doing a thing where pretty soon here, and the first one will be with me and uh, our old friend Andrea Kyle Peterson are reviewing Summer Camp Massacre, which is one that was shot on a handy cam in, like, 2008. (laughs) And I just can't wait for that. I've got a backlog, and I'm having trouble getting things edited, so that's what's holding things up. But. Other than that, let's talk about what we're geeking out about this week. Paul, you want to lead us off? Yeah, sure. Um, I've been geeking out about the new uh, Netflix show, The Disenchantment, by uh, Matt Groening, you know, Simpsons Futurama creator. Oh, How yeah. is it? I'm, I'm hearing mixed things on that. I'm enjoying it. It's more like Futurama than it is The Simpsons, but uh, there's some... There's been some times where I'd like, you know, spit my drink out laughing. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I like it. It's just, I, I mean, I just like well, both those, you know, Simpsons and Futurama, and this kind of falls in line with that. It's just, I think it's pretty good. Well, my wife watched that yesterday, or, or I don't know how many episodes, but I know she watched some of it. I'm not <clears> done it. Yeah, well, so I'm, I'm not going to spoil the story, but my wife liked it because apparently it's about a princess who doesn't want to do girly stuff. She wants to be like an adventurer or something. So she, that's a very simplistic way of putting it. He's kind <laughs> well, of... <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to cut it down to its core. Uh, you've also just described a new hope. Yeah. I wouldn't say she's a princess. that doesn't want to be a princess. It kind of starts out that way with the typical, like you have to marry this guy to join the two kin- kingdoms. And she's like, to hell with that. You know, I want to, you know, marry for true love. And then it just turns out like, she's just, not the princess type. She rather booze, do drugs, and have casual sex <laughs> so, than be a classy princess. So, <laughs> so the, it veers off that those tracks oh, man. very well, quickly. This this tells me why my wife liked it. My wife has started playing Dungeons and Dragons once a week at lunch at work. 
Nice. Boy. And her character is a halfling assassin who likes to booze it up and whore around. Well, that's uh, and that's, that's uh, now I now I understand why this cartoon appealed to her. Yeah, and her sidekicks are awesome because it's it's an elf uh, who's pretty cool. I mean, it's a typical elf, basically. And then she has a, a demon. Oh, a, yeah, sorry, <laughs> a demon named Lucy who's basically you know the shoulder angel demon, but she doesn't have the angel. It's just him constantly just telling her to do horrible things, and she just goes with it. It's, oh, it's hilarious, it's like awesome. Animal House. Yes. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> it's funny. I like it. Yeah, no, it sounds good. I'll have to check it out. So, Joe, what are you geeking out about this week? Oh, man. You know, you'd think I would have put thought into that. I I, no, um, I, I didn't think no. that. No. Yeah, why would you? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, you know what I actually, this, this week's project was, and I think this is important for all you um, geeksters out there. I was uh, f- looking forward with my comic book collection. I had the opportunity to go to a comic show last week, and I declined because instead I spent the time that I would have gone there and then later time later in the week paring down my uh, want list for my comic books oh. because I needed to print a new one, and I started looking at it, and I was like, this is really bloated. And if I keep it that bloated, all that's going to do is bring kind of garbage, per se, you know. Mm-hmm. Into my house of books that I don't necessarily need. Maybe I added them years ago and forgot to remove them, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I spent this whole week going through my uh, my comic collection, uh, my want list, and it was fascinating. It was really relaxing, and uh, yeah, I think I made some good progress. No, that's that's, good. that's awesome. Um, I'm kind of doing a thing right now. Well, like I said, I'm tearing out a closet to put in a, a vocal booth. And so I've got all this shit that I'm looking at going, okay, I got to get rid of all this stuff that I've been carting probably from house to house for 20 years now. (laughs) So I understand, like, looking at your list and going, what am I going to do if I get this? I own 25 bookshelves and they're all full. Yeah, Yeah, totally that. Right. Oh, God. And just finding some of the nooks and crannies of my collection where I thought, I swore to God I had certain books. And for some reason, they're not cataloged. Now, maybe I do have them and I just, for some reason, miscataloged them. But. Um, like there's a couple of books that I know I'm going to have to dig in to the actual physical collection and say, are they there? Or are they not there? And if not, why don't I have them? You know, like let's, let's, re- there were some crossover books that I swore in my head. I had don't have them easily uh-huh. can get easily can rectify things like that. Yeah. So it was good. It was really refreshing. And I pared my list down. If this gives you any sense of the scale, some people are probably like, how, Oh, what's a big deal? Like, Oh, so he does, you know, Here's a couple pages of no, 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 no. I, 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 I went from an 80 plus page document, which was Holy two, two, two column, seven or eight, eight point, two column, eight point times new Roman, 80 pages down to 62 pages. Wow. That's a lot of books. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. That's a lot of books, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm, I was very happy with that. I'm going to print it out next and, and I'll have a much leaner, meaner traveling machine. No, yeah, I do the opposite. I drink scotch in my Amazon wish list, like triples. <laughs> like, what do I need a Lost Boys Funko Pop? But I, I guess I'm gonna get it now. <laughs> you know, that's you know, Paul, you've given me a couple that I like, and I bought one of my own. But the Funko Pop thing, I I just don't get some of them. Like the ones I have, you know, you give me the Flash Gordon, I have the Helmetless Darth Vader, stuff like yeah. that. I get they're cool, they're little bits of things I'm into. But man, I know people that have like hundreds if not thousands of them and i just i don't i don't get it my desk at work is completely covered in them. <laughs> <laughs> i think it's because they're like 
I'd never have paid more than ten dollars for one. Yeah, so maybe that's, that's it. That's, that's they like sit, lunch they sit money. At the perfect price point. They really do. Yeah, that's why they're super cheap and they're super nostalgic for me. So I got like all the '80s. I mean, I just got Rocco's modern. I just got Rocco was the last oh, one. Oh, that's I got. cool. Nine, <laughs> that's '90s, but you know, I saw that. I was like, I want to get it, and it was a five dollar add-on for Amazon. So I just bought it. So I just, I don't know. I no, like them. No, no, they're cheap. No, it's that that makes sense to me. They're they're accessible, they're affordable, and they look cool. So that that makes a lot of sense to me. It's better than my sideshow toy obsession, which is way more than five dollars. <laughs> yeah, but but it could be cocaine. So you know you're probably better off. Yeah, I can't I can't afford yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not there. I'm not do that. they make cocaine in pop form? Asking for a friend. I'm sure <laughs> they do in Colombia somewhere. Yeah, I don't know you yeah. should have market somewhere, though, for yeah. somebody. I'm sure they do somewhere. <laughs> you know, so me and my brother were headed to Stockton Con this weekend, and this is what I'm geeking out about this week. We went to Stockton Con, and I met one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, Sting, and it was awesome. Uh, his handlers are kind of goofy because they don't let him customize anything. You're not supposed to talk to him, but then as soon as you say something to him, he talked to us for like eight minutes. So yeah, that he's was, a person. Yeah, because he's a yeah, real right. person, yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's on, awesome. On our way up there, you know, my brother tipped me off about the new Mego figures, so I ran out to Target and picked up the um, the Mirror uh, Spock and Kirk. Got him at Target. Yeah, I got him at Target. Oh, that, that's pretty cool. And so we're driving up there. He goes, "Oh, hey, while you were there, did you see all the uh, the high end Friday the Thirteenth toys?" I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Oh yeah, they had uh, Jason from Part Two with a changeable head and like nine different weapons and his mom's head on the altar." <laughs> you know, I walked in. I got what I, I got the one Mego thing, and I bounced out of there as quick as I could. I didn't stop and look. Now I'm all like, so I could have got Jason and that because I love Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Have you seen the Masters of the Universe horror series? No horror, as in Jason, Freddy, Mike Myers, all. In like the Masters of the Universe, He Man molds. Oh, I have. That you, sounds amazing. You need to Google that. They're okay. freaking awesome. Is, it, is, it, is that sold or some kind of customized? Thing? No, that's sold. That's like a thing that you could buy. Okay, well, there's there's something to go on my my must have list right there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, that's what I was geeking out about this week. I met the wrestler Sting. We saw Rachel Lee Cook, which was kind of awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I got my heel stepped on a whole bunch and realized that I still hate going to cons. So yeah, go me. Oh my gosh. I just found it. <laughs> wow. It was a toy fair this year. I don't think they're out yet. Yeah. They're, wow. They're, they're pretty cool. That is awesome. Freddy Krueger as he man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to search around a bit more. Cause <laughs> yes, I like there's. Jason, oh my God, yes, <laughs> no brainers. Yeah, I guess they're not out yet, but they're they're yeah. pretty freaking. They're, come, they're on their oh, way. Yeah, there it is. I see Jason. <laughs> yeah, some of these are back from February. They're still Hellraiser. Yeah, they yeah they're gotta... still pretty in the in the preliminary mold okay. range. Oh yeah, wow. Jason's face is mangled. That's gnarly. <laughs> I love that. That's good stuff. I thought you'd like that. Yeah, That's no, cool. I'm, I'm a big big fan already. All right, well, let's get to our top news stories of the week here. Uh, I'll start off with this one because I know Paul picked this one just for me. Uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 2 has cast Ethan Peck as Mr. Spock. Um, I'm okay with this. I was actually more afraid of the, them recasting Christopher Pike than I was of them casting Spock. 
because I'm actually a big old Pike fan from the original series for some reason I've never understood. Oh, why not? Yeah. Well, because, you know, as a little kid, I remember watching the old Star Trek and my cousin telling me, oh, yeah, there was a there was a whole show before it where they had a different captain, and then I saw the two episodes called The Menagerie, so I became convinced <laughs> there was already a TV series that came out before about Star Trek, and there was like... <laughs> <laughs> all these episodes with Captain Pike. So I just grew up with it in my head. It's kind of like when they retitled Star Wars, like Chapter 4. Right. And yeah. your friends go, oh, yeah, they were books, and you can only find them in some libraries. So you're, like, tearing apart every library going, I know Star Wars 1, 2, and 3 are in here. <laughs> I'm not leaving until you bring them to me. So that's that was me with Captain Pike and the original Star Trek. I was convinced that there was another three years' worth of TV shows out there from 10 or 15 years before. So, yeah, uh, pretty stoked. I mean, uh, Paul, I know you picked it for me, but do you have any opinions about this guy playing Spock? Yeah, so I'll I put it on here because not, not necessarily him. I think it's going to be fine. But um, do you like them, like, you know, because I didn't think this, like, when I watched Discovery, I was going to see any, like, characters or, you know, that I, from the old Star, um, Star Trek. I right. thought it was going to be just these new uh, characters and new members, and uh, they wouldn't. So now that they're introducing Spock and you know all this other stuff, do you like that? Do you hope like is it just going to be one of those things that just kind of keeps people kind of string them along? Like oh, every season there's going to be like, you know, Bones I, is next, and all, you know, who, is this going to? I would think you prefer I, just be all original. I would I would prefer the more they did that was original, the better. But as soon as they recast Sarek, you know, Spock's dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like, all right, so we're going to see new new takes on these characters. And you got to remember, I'm mm-hmm. a fan of like Star Trek Continues. Yeah. In the previous series, you know, uh, fan series before that, Star Trek New Voyages. I'm okay with them recasting these roles because nobody ever looks at Hamlet and goes, oh, you can't recast Hamlet. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, it is weird to first get used to because I did grow up on those shows and seeing somebody else do it. But to see somebody else's interpretation, I always think is good. Paul, I do think there's the potential trap like you're talking about. It's like, and next year, Uhura will be on. Yeah. You know, yeah. So who would you, like you like to see added? Oh, let's see. I mean, they've already hit one. Harry Mudd, I thought, was a knockout when they had Rain Wilson play Harry Mudd. I thought that was how, amazing. How about the nurse? How about the nurse that Majel Barrett played? Uh, nurse Chapel? Yeah, I feel like she would be, a, and you could really explore her. That would be an interesting one. You know, the, the character that Majel Barrett played in the um, the original pilot is being played by Rebecca Romaine. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's no. new. Was she on last year or new this year? Uh, new this She's year. Good, new this okay. year, yeah. Yeah, she's being played by Rebecca Romaine. That's um, cool. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, you know, and I had this conversation with James Kerwin where I'm like, so are we just supposed to think that, you know, the ship always looked like that and that's what the Klingons always look like? And he's like, yeah, why not? And I'm like, okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a, the best answer you could possibly give. Yeah, like, that was it. Not? I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm in for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if, if, uh, if fans don't allow for that kind of like uh, cosmetic updating or recasting or, you know, whatever you want to call it, like for the long-term stuff, you're, you're in for a miserable fandom experience. Yeah. You know, and, like you really are. There, there are always some exceptions like for the next Star Trek movie. I hope they don't recast Chekhov. Like I, I hope they just write him out of that era of series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just cause that'd be a nice nod to the character. I hope they don't recast princess Leia for the rest of those movies. But if they ever kind of retool and reboot 
that movie like let's say they do that the original series on the tv show mm-hmm. yeah yeah recast check of course yeah. you know stuff like that i think i think you're just setting yourself up to be miserable if you don't allow for that even though it appears that fandom often sets itself up to be miserable now well sure yeah <laughs> um yeah I, there are I, there's a lot of potential with them recasting characters from star trek to play them out and I maybe would like to see like some of the classic Klingons from the TV show, like Core or some of those guys come back, um, just to see how they could play with it. But so far, I'm pretty happy with what they've done. The guy playing Pike, I think, is going to do a good job. Uh, granted, they have a lot more room to play with him because Pike is kind of... Our, our idea of who Pike is is only from one episode of the show, really. You know, about 40, 42 run minutes of, of programming. Um, but it'll be interesting to, see, interesting to see what they do. I do not like their classic Star Trek costumes that they've ma- made based on the Discovery costumes, though. Okay. That, I... weird, that weird call, half-collar thing just kind of throws me in. in oh, okay. Yeah. Because it's the same, the same jacket, but now the collar is black with a solid whatever color for whatever the original Star Trek <laughs> colors were. But it's still that weird half collar that they're using. Yeah, I didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, Star Trek fans <laughs> yes. are nothing if not picky. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. All Have right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll throw out another one there since that one seems to be sputtering to the ground. uh paul you want to do uh number two here yeah sure uh so marvel's iron fist season two trailer uh came just dropped this week and um considering how terrible the first season of iron fist was terrible 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 i'm being optimistic that our problems with the first season they are trying to course correct in the second season because not 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 ever watching the first season, if I would have just saw this one, I would have been like, I am so stoked for Iron Fist season two. But I'm a little worried because I saw the first season, but the second season, I gotta admit, looked pretty good. So <clears throat> I never finished watching season one of Iron Fist because it, <laughs> it was, was terrible. terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. But what I did watch the other day was a, a fight scene where there were 58 cuts in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's and I, why. That is he the was, height of fight scene laziness right there. Yeah. Lover's fault it was he wasn't trained properly yeah. for, the, for, for any of that stage fighting well, at all. Then, then you look at Daredevil's one-take fights, and you know, they have mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. each season that they've done, and yeah. those are so outstanding. And then you yeah. get to the guy who's supposed to be a kung fu badass and you get 58 cuts in 30 seconds and you're just right. like and it still sucked yeah it, it didn't even yes. pace it up enough to make it interesting you're just like mm-hmm. oh, i can't believe how many camera changes there's been <laughs> it was so bad yeah this trailer looks much better so i'm gonna give it another shot okay so, so i like that kind of optimism because yeah. i like you know, we, we I like that, we call that blind optimism. But it I is like blind it. optimism. I like the character. I want it to do well. I mean, they they gave him the freaking mask, so there's a little bit of a costume going on there. Being optimistic, it's gonna be good. I'm gonna watch it. All right, go Disney. Go Disney. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird to say. Optimistic. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give it a shot. 
you know, um, but but if I freeze out early, I, I don't do the thing where I stick anything out these days. You know, people tell me like, oh, you got to give it a chance. And I'm thinking, no, the 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 show has to grab me. There's yeah. a lot of media out there vying for our eyeballs now. Yeah, there's a lot. Watch five episodes just for it to start to get good. It needs to be good right away. Yeah. It's like that show, uh, The Wire. Love The Wire, but the first three episodes of every season, I could take a nap right through them <laughs> and not miss a thing, you know? Yeah. But there is so much out there vying for our eyeballs now that I just... No, you got to grab me. It's not my job to baby step myself into your into your production. Mm. You know, bold bold statement from one Jeremy Vilmer. Oh yeah, I I didn't think it's that bold actually, but I will take it, Joe. Thank you. I um, God, no uh, foreplay for Jeremy. He just no, wants no. To just right to it. <laughs> right yeah. to right it. To it. Welcome to my bedroom. <laughs> don't want to fuck yeah. around. I don't want. I don't want you to screw around. Just get to it. <laughs> It's it's like the old Oki idea of foreplay. Hey, bitch, wake up! Yeah, Jer- Jeremy's watching the opening crawl of Star Wars: A New Hope, and it just says Luke's dad, Darth Vader, is taking over the universe. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I didn't say feed me spoilers right off the bat. I said grab me right off the bat. And you know what Star Wars did? Grabbed you right off the bat. It did. Very good. You, know, you hit the ground. Right. You hit the ground running with that movie. You're absolutely right. You know, um, you know, and maybe one of my favorite movies of all time that wouldn't have worked. Like Highlander is a hard first twenty minutes to watch. You're like, who the fuck are these yeah. guys? What's what? going on here? What the hell's going on? I thought Shoot. I was at I thought I was in a parking lot. Now I'm in in Scotland in the 1500s. What was I watching recently that did an homage to Highlander? Shoot. Oh, man, I forget what it was. I'm sorry for bringing up something that I don't have the answer to. But there was something and it was about like immortal people. And it 100 percent was an it was a Highlander homage. Oh, man, this is going to bother me. I'll try to think of it for next week. If you you think of it. Yeah, but it was great because it was really subtle. But I was like, they're totally doing because it was the opening of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me think about it. Yeah, I I love when they do stuff like that show spaced when they did the Empire Strikes Back ending. That was amazing. Uh, one of my favorite Highlander references in anything was in uh, was an American Dad, where Roger is going around killing people and taking their Christmas sweaters because Christmas spirits like Highlander. <laughs> I don't think I saw that episode. I don't. I don't, I don't even know if he was killing them, but he was like getting all the Christmas sweaters he could so he'd have the most Christmas spirit. You know, he's like because Christmas is like Highlander, right? You get it all and then you have the prize. <laughs> Oh man, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of on ice with the uh, Iron Fist, but I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a ice shot. to meet you. Yeah, <laughs> chill out, everybody. Chill out. Get to the cup. oh oh yeah. Speaking of that, speaking of that accent, uh, I didn't really like terribly almost get in a car accident with him today, but um, what? he was he was trying to turn. Uh, I was turning right on my street, and he was trying to turn in front of me, and he shouldn't have. Tommy Wiseau once again, another side. Dude, I see. He, he, he's stalking. He's stalking you or something. I know, right? Yeah, I know. No, he he lives. He totally just lives near me. And today it was his giant Hummer pulling on my pulling okay. down my seat. That's that's what I wanted to know is what kind of car does he drive? Oh, it's, it's uh-huh. a huge Hummer, and it's got the room the roommovie dot com the website right on it. pasted on it. So I'm not like blowing up anyone's spot. Like it is advertised on the Hummer. <laughs> Yeah, I'm by no means, you know, blowing up someone's spot. I surely hope I would... they cast him as the Joker in the next movie that they recast the Joker. Ah, ha, 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 ha. What's the matter, Batman? You chicken? Chip, 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 chip. 
I did not hit Commissioner Gordon. I did not do it. Oh, hi, Batman. Oh, hi, Bruce. Oh, that's good stuff. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I always have to, like, stop and take a moment anytime the room comes into the conversation. Hey, man. Listen. So good. Every day like, of my life. Every day of my life, I, I got my head on a swivel looking for Tommy. I know. It's so weird. Like, every time I talk to you, are like, oh, yeah, he was at the comic shop. Oh, yeah, he was at the bank. Oh, yeah, he almost yeah. hit me in his Hummer in a roundabout today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah literally today. That, that's what happened. God, yeah. that interaction would have been so great if he actually hit your car. Oh, I'm and you sorry. you had to speak to him. <laughs> I did not mean to hit your Honda. I did not. Oh, hi, Tommy. I would have gotten on the car and said, oh, hi, Tommy. I didn't recognize oh, hi, you. You're my favorite driver. I didn't realize it was you. I didn't realize it was you. Tommy, would you like to play some football? You know, I, I got to take an aside now since we brought this up. That is in in a smorgasbord of shitty scenes and bad dialogue that don't make any sense. The flower, the flower shop scene in the room... <laughs> is one that I almost have to pause it after seeing it. Because, believe it or not, when people come to my house, they'll ask me to put that stupid thing on. And then oh, when I see yeah. that, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it was you. You're my favorite customer. It Whoa. is very subtly one of the top three scenes in that whole movie. Yeah. Very subtly. And just because it's so insane. Yeah. How do you not recognize that freak of nature? Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody else and, walking around looking like that with that much shit in their cargo pants. And someone who professes your favorite customer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and they don't even like bother taking the wrapper off the damn flowers that they obviously yeah. got at the grocery store. All of it. And yeah. she is the worst actress ever. Yes. Like she's also a terrible actress on top of it. Her line delivery is just garbage. Mm. At least like the mom is like giving some emotion, you know, like she's yeah. the, the, the mother-in-law is like bringing something to the table in her scenes. Mm-hmm. That, that flower lady is garbage. Garbage. I, I don't like to critique other people's work, but yeah, she's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's terrible. She really is just horrid. Just, Oh God. Just the whole thing. And, Maybe and, Tommy made her deliver the lines that way. It could be, you know what? I mean, Natalie Portman is a great actress. Maybe she's Tommy's secret financer, yeah. and that's how she got the role. She's like, Tommy, I will not give you any more money unless you put me in your movie. And that's how she actually speaks. Yeah. yeah. She speaks like Melania Trump. Yeah. <laughs> you mean only with permission of her husband? Do not cyberbully. Cyberbullying is bad. Oh, God. You know, I just I just rewatched Rome from HBO over the last couple weeks. Okay. And... um. Boy, you want to talk about things starting to feel familiar? <laughs> Have you ever ever actually watched a republic become a, a, a plut or not a plutocracy, but a, a principate? Only in the only in the game Civilization. Yeah, because I, I I think I'm watching a slow moving coup in this country right now. And uh, Paul, I know you can't talk about this, so we'll move on to. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll along move. those lines, along those lines, honestly, you know what I'm geeking out about? I saw Black Klansman last night, and it's amazing. And it absolutely has impact on the things that are happening in this country today. And it's powerful. It's great. It's a really, really, really great film. Well, check it out. that one definitely goes back into my must-watch list. That's right. By God, when Joe talks, I listen. Oh, <laughs> the Meg. No, just kidding. Hey, so somebody <laughs> told me the Meg was done by The Asylum. Uh, what do you mean? Well, that Arkham? movie... No, no, no! Arkham that movie, Asylum. that movie company that turns out those like seventy thousand dollar mockbusters. 
Oh, like like Sharknado? Uh, yeah, Sharknado, but they started with movies like the Transmorphers. Oh, that's the company that did it? That's really? what somebody told oh, me. I, I haven't I haven't actually gone and researched it, but it wouldn't surprise me because they've been working towards like mainstream credibility for a little while now. Well, yeah. they've, they've managed to avoid it as, again. Well, well no, you saw it like three times, Joe. Don't. <laughs> they, yeah, they've managed to avoid mainstream credibility. Well, Once it's again. in the theaters. It is in the theaters this time. It is. It is. So was uh, Hurricane Heist, though. Never even heard about that one. <laughs> Probably no for the better. Yeah, all right. Probably for the better. All right, let's move on from that dead topic on to the next. <laughs> Joe, you want to lead us into this one? Uh, Mr. Let's see here. Let's check. Let's Mr. check our notes. Our topic is Star Wars Renaissance Resistance trailer released. Um. Every Star Wars animated series. So this is the new animated series. It's going to be it's going to take place prior to the events of Force Awakens. It is going to be on Disney now, the Disney Channel and the VOD whenever they get that up. They just released the first look uh, trailer. If for my money, every every Star Wars animated project that gets released, whatever the quality, I'm not going to say Rebels was was bad quality, the animation quality in my eyes declines every time and the the little i've seen of this once again is not i don't i don't like it i don't like it you don't like the cell shading look? no no i don't like oh, it i cannot disagree more i like I, it i do not like it but you know what else i didn't like when it, when i first saw it batman the animated series Let's see that. No, see, I, I no, I, I saw that <laughs> and i was no, like no. i was like yes <laughs> even as a kid i was like this is, looks amazing but I, but I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that this is like, like cancer. You know, it's definitely cartoon cancer. <laughs> it grows it, on you. It will grow on you. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I am so excited for this show. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the other little piece I saw on this is that it, it might be about the Mandalorians. So that's cool. It, it, this show? No. Oh no no that's the live no. action show. Never mind. I was excited because I thought it'd just be an hour every week of people falling in their giant sand vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man now you're talking hot yeah. no you know what literally as we as we sit here talking i'm uh, i i hit play on my phone on it not a fan i don't like the animation i mean some of the stills look really great but the the, the way the figures i just i don't know i don't like it and i felt the same way about rebels too i thought that clone wars looked great i thought clone like, wars looked better original, than rebels original, yeah yeah and then this is like different but down i don't know I don't know, the I ship, really like the it. ship fight, the ship fight stuff actually the looks ships look amazing. Great. Yeah. yeah, that part of it looks really great. And the droids I, look really good. It was yeah, the people. So yeah. for the people. Look weird. Yeah, that might be it. Honestly, that might be that might be entirely what's throwing me about it is that the the people part of it. I'm not a I'm not a fan of the way that looks. You know the the cell shaded characters like this remind me of a couple of games that came out on like super nintendo in the early 90s where like the movements all fluid and everything but the graphics were kind of shitty and that's just for me cell shading that always looks like that to me yeah um yeah i I would agree that clone wars i thought looks better than rebels but rebels i got used to its look after a while and i think i finally figured something out joe that I hadn't been able to put my thumb on for quite a bit, and it might explain why you don't like Force Awakens, or not Force Awakens, but The Last Jedi. 
If you say anything about me being old. No, 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 no. Because we, we're all old here, and we all yeah. know that they're not writing for us. But I think the difference is now they're turning it into a young adult series, a YA series. Right. Because when I watched The Last Jedi, I kept thinking, this feels a lot like Harry Potter now. And I, the more and more I see of the directions they're going with things, I just think that that's they're going for that kid to to tween to teenage audience that will grow up with it, sure, and then drag sure. their kids along, uh, much like wrestling seems to do about every ten years, you know, where they go, okay, everybody's grown up, so market to kids again, and I just get that feeling that what we're not liking about, it, well, we're not, I'm excluding Paul in this conversation. Because I love this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? And here's the thing. I mean, the simple fact of the matter is I grew up in George Lucas's hometown. I was four years old when Star Wars came out. I'm going to watch Star Wars until I die. But there is going to come a point where I am not its core market. And I mm-hmm. think it's and I think it's happened. And it's, I think it's possible. Yeah. And I think that it's just, you know, it's one of those things. I'm cool with it. I'm going I'm to watch it. I'm going to be yeah, a fan. Exactly. But. It's just it's not for me anymore by design because you know what I'm a yeah. 45, I'm a 45 year old man I, I should probably be moving on to other shit with my life now. No, crazy talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yes and no. Yes and no. I I totally get that. And they but the, Star Wars has always done a good job of having something for every age yeah. or at least or at least multiple ages of content. And I would I would make this strong argument about last uh, Last Jedi. That in the middle of a trilogy is not the right place to make that shift. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's I would, just me. I would, no, I would agree. But, but well, I mean, going back to Ewoks and Droids, they always they always catered to both yeah. younger kids and then adults and and so on. Um, Look, I, mean, I remember Caravan people. Of Courage, that I remember rem- towards uh, uh, retiring. I remember people calling out Yoda as a silly-ass character that was obviously there just to get kids to buy toys when he showed up in Empire Strikes Back. Maybe. No, that's yeah. what that's what people were saying. They were, it's nothing like the last movie, and then there's this goofy-ass puppet character. In, uh, seriously, this is stuff I remember people saying when I was a kid. Sure. So, you yeah. know, and part of it, just, you know, not well, everything's the, for I everybody. Mean, he walks. He walks. But... But yeah, I don't know. That I don't think is is the reason. That's not the reason why I I, I have problems with the Last Jedi. And certainly, if they want to target that with the the cartoon, that's great. Like I love it. Like it's totally fine. It's just my aesthetic. I, I feel like you can still have an aesthetic that's pleasing mm-hmm. to an eye, regardless of age. You know, like I still I look at cartoons like um like Adventure Time. I'm not a huge fan of it, but like I like the aesthetic there. You know, like. There's, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, no, I, I got I, you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's so surrounded, subjective. subjective yeah, yeah so. I mean, I'm surrounded by uh, the comic shop. I'm surrounded by worlds and universes that are not aimed at my aimed at my demo. But I, I still objectively can look at them and go, okay, that's really well done. And then look at this one and go, okay, that's yeah. garbage. But I'm not interested in reading, reading either of those, you know? Like, uh, My Little Pony stuff is really well done, but Jesus Christ, if you ever catch me dead... Uh, with my hand, with my head over a My Little Pony comic, it was murder, you know? Well, we know he didn't commit suicide because Joe wouldn't have read this. Yes, exactly. 
don't know. This looks no, really yeah, good. You no. guys are both yeah, wrong. This is going to be amazing. I think, I think ships look amazing. <laughs> Ship stuff does look amazing. And maybe, you know, it's just, I don't know. The the And maybe it's not done yet. You know, maybe they'll keep working on it. Yeah. Or, maybe, I, I, or maybe I'm totally wrong. I'm curious to see who the bad guy in all this is going to be. George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Hey, Jer- Jeremy, how much would it kill you if the Knights of Ren story came out of the show? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I am hoping they find something to do with those damn Knights of Ren. I was absolutely <laughs> obsessed with them in The Force Awakens. The bad guy's name is, is Luke George Gorgeous. <laughs> Luke Gorgeous. <laughs> well, you know, the other day, I remember, I remember when Attack of the Clones came out, and I remember taking my kids to see it. And we all left the theater going, God, who do you think this Saifu Diaz guy is? Oh yeah, and and I went and I I looked it up the other night just to finally figure it out like what did whatever happened with that? Oh, in the comics. And, well, it, but it turns out that originally George Lucas's plan was he was going to be using the name Sido Dias, Sidious, and uh, oh yeah, and I'm just like God damn it, damn. George! And why did they why did they change it? It was a spelling error in a script, and he looked at it and went, Oh, I like that better. Because, again, like I said an episode ago, George Lucas relies on editing at every stage to make improvements on things. He does. Yes. He he totally does. And there's nothing wrong with that. Throw the spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why editing is there. But still, I mean, ugh. What a bad bad instinct. Because then all you do is you have a dangling plot thread that means nothing to people who watch the movies. Yes, exactly. And that's why that was the one thing when we left uh, Revenge of the Sith all those years ago. And I'm going, so we still don't know who Saifu Diaz is? Come on, yeah. guys. You know, that's why I finally looked it up the other night, because I forgot, Paul, that they had done stuff in the comics and one mm-hmm. of the uh, one of the animated shows about it as well. Yeah, I came back a little bit into the... I don't know. I liked it. Cause, I mean, my son and I, both the boys are going to watch this. So to me, there's nothing better than watching this type of stuff, Rebels, Clone Wars, with my kids. Like, oh, yeah. We both can enjoy it. Like It's going to be totally a kid's show. It's going to be totally geared towards a younger audience, but I'm still going to be nerding out because of Star Wars and just whatever I can indoctrinate my children with, give it to me, Disney. No, I, which, is, I, which is totally great. Yeah, totally I great. follow you on that. It's just, um, you know, I thought Rebels was going to be all little kitty, and it was actually had some of the best storytelling I'd seen. That last season was really good. Yeah. For sure. I look forward to I look forward to watching that uh, like on a binge kind of thing. Yeah, I, some good. of the stuff they did, and it was usually like season end or season opener would just mm-hmm. be like wham episodes, and you know the stuff like where well, and I'm gonna spoil it for Joe now, but where Ahsoka is in a ship and Vader is in another ship, and she realizes who Vader mm-hmm. is. There's yeah. just brilliant through lines, and their and their duel in that episode, Paul, was just astounding. Yes. Yeah. Um. And, um. Intermittently. Uh-oh. Oh. We lost Joe. Yeah, I'm here. I'm there. Oh, you hear me? Yep, I hear you. Yeah. We lost him. He couldn't handle it. Thought the government had gotten to him for a minute. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's so they read your curious. tweets. <laughs> gonna, happen. gonna happen one day. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, we could talk Star Wars for hours, or we could yeah, move on no. to Paul's pick of the week. So let's do that. Paul, what's your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week, uh, no surprise to anyone that knows me, uh, Batman 55 by the my favorite writer right now, Tom King. Boom. Oh, 53, I'm sorry. Boom. Tom King, oh my gosh. This guy's just, like, amazing. But anyways, so it's a end of a three-issue run. 
which is really interesting, kind of like Bruce Wayne. It's like 12 angry jurors. He goes to court, and he's trying to basically... Mr. Freeze is going to jail, and he has to argue against Batman. Basically, uh, he has to, he's arguing for Mr. Freeze not to go to jail, and it's just a very interesting... In this last episode, it, it kind of... Kind of brought to the surface, like everyone's like, you know, hero worship of Batman. Like, Batman's completely infallible. That's how I saw it when I was reading it. Like, Batman's just perfect. He can't do anything wrong. And here's Bruce Wayne arguing the opposite to this this jury to get uh, Mr. Freeze uh, basically prove his innocence, which he is. Uh, it, it was just a really good, really good issue by Tom King and Lee Weeks. Oh my God, he, he just a perfect Batman artist in my opinion. And the end. Spoiler alert, everybody, last panel of the page. Batman is back in his original uniform. Uh, he's losing the whole Jeremy's favorite Jim Lee-inspired costume with the, the armor and stuff, which was fantastic. Going back to basics, and all because he got his absolute heart crushed by Catwoman in uh, Batman 50. It's another spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> so I, read that. I, I, I do have a question. A couple years ago when they started the rebirth thing, Mm-hmm. They, said, they said they were going to be going back to like a more positive and loving and awesome DC universe that resonated with more of its fans. Yeah. Uh, the direction in the Batman comics and the Flash comics seem to be belying that idea. Um, you know, the the war between the Flash is Batman just like having his heart ripped out and his anus stomped on by everybody. <laughs> it, it seems to have gone in a different direction than we were told. Am I the only one seeing that or are you seeing that as well? I don't remember being told that everything was going to be hunky dory. I think, I think they, I think what we were kind of promised or led to believe is that they were going to be restoring the history and the heart, which they had ripped out with yeah. the new 52. And I, I do see that coming back in a big way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to read about everyone is happy and healthy and you well know what I mean? no but oh. that's not it but dc comics is more about superhero adventure than it is about the punisher alone in a confessional thinking he's talking to a priest there's a company who's better at that introspective yeah, stuff. Sure, they're called marvel sure, and, and they sure, should focus sure, on sure. what they do and dc sure. should focus on big mythological scale stories that they do better that's my opinion obviously that's you know i've always said that marvel's about the people in the costume and that yeah. dc's about costume people yeah, yeah, I would agree to that. I yeah. would agree yeah, that that's totally. a true statement. But, and that being said, you would probably hate Tom King's run of Batman because it's not, it's not like that. It's just completely different Batman than I've ever read in my history of reading comics. But it's one of the better runs of Batman that I've ever yeah, read. I don't, I don't mind introspective as long as it's done well. But it seems to me like DC's been in a ten-year nasal-gaving uh, pattern. That they refuse, they say they're going to break and then refuse to break and then go right back to the grim dark shit they were doing before. Mm, uh, I don't. Well, you're obviously not reading Superman, or at least Superman, hadn't been reading Superman. Superman is amazing. Yeah, um, I'm waiting to see what they do with the Justice Society, how that returns. Green Lantern, the one with the two Green, Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. is, I think has been has been a little more upbeat. Yeah. Um, yeah, Flash has Flash has been awkward, but the Flash was always awkward because just any attempt to try to make Barry 
have any friction with almost any other hero always mm-hmm. makes rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. And that yeah. goes back. But that goes back for years. Yeah. Um, I get that. And that War of the Flashes is over. It was pretty short, actually, in the yeah. scheme of things, especially when they're coming out twice a month. That was and, pretty quick. And I'll say that it was also, I think it was well-earned in the pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think the reasons why Wally was pretty upset about things is totally earned, and I'm interested to see where they take that. Now, the, um, what they did with Wallace, though, is just drive me absolutely crazy, the, Kid Flash. The new, yeah, oh. that part, oh I'm my not a God. fan. I'm, that's like a chip on your shoulder just to have a the chip on your shoulder. The most angsty teenager ever. He just yeah. turned into a total prick. He's like, like, why do you turn him into Damien? We already have one Damien. I right? agree. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that, yeah. but, but we'll see. Yeah, hopefully something happens and he chirps up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And so, and the, the, uh, the actors begin written off the TV show, so I wonder if maybe they're going to do something in the comics that reflects that, like maybe write him out or, or turn him into like a, a bad guy. You know what I mean? Because if the actor's not on the show anymore, Keenan Lonsdale, Lonsdale, I think if he's mm-hmm. not on the show anymore. Then what's, then why would they, you know what I'm saying? Oh, might, and now also, since, also because impulses, impulses. I was just going to say, I was going to say, yeah, Bart's back. So yeah, now we got, love. Oh, oh, love him. That's the guy. That's the one. That's the kid flash. I like. Yes. A kid, optimistic, more like you know John Kent, where he's just ridiculously optimistic. So yes, which I like. That's how I think kids should be. They're the 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 light in a dark world is kids, and I hate it when you got these angsty ass, you know, bratty ass kids to drive me crazy. Well, so, I, mean, I, I think it's headed in the right direction. Yeah, I don't like kids much, anyways. I especially don't like them being all <laughs> shitty in my comic books, though. You know. Yeah, so that's a little bit of that's going on right now. Yeah. But I think they're getting there, and then uh, uh, Morrison is going to take over Green Lantern, Hal Jordan Green Lantern, yeah. the main title book. That's, that should be cool. Vendetti just finished his, his run on it, which was good. I, I like that, his run on Green Lantern, Hal Jordan Green Lantern. I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what goes. So Grant Morrison, I mean, of course, him taking it, it's probably going to just be like, I'm going to have to read it three times every issue just to understand what the hell is going on. But Yeah, he, <laughs> he does write things rather densely, that is true. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's move on to what you're looking forward to next week, then. Uh, looking forward to next week, um, issue number two of Die, 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 written by Robert Kirkman and Scott Gimble, uh, art by Chris Burnham. Um, this this completely – I did not even know this was coming out, a uh, new Robert Kirkman book. Uh, it was very – it was, I guess it was super hush-hush, but it just came out, and it was just this – I really like kind of like spy – assassin books and that's pretty much what it out it's like super bloody and kind of almost mixed like almost thought like mark miller would be writing this but uh it looks pretty gnarly it's very you know all this secret cabal stuff so i'm interested it totally grabbed me on the first issue and uh i like chris burnham's art it's pretty gnarly especially with all the blood and stuff that's going on in this and i was like what the hell is this so i'm interested to see what's going on with this uh in issue number two I like surprises I wasn't expecting to see, and this kind of surprised me, so I'm interested to see what uh, Issue 2 is all about. Awesome. I didn't know about this series. I think I did remember seeing something a few months ago that there was a surprise coming up from Robert Kirkman, though. And yeah. this is it. <laughs> so this must have been what they were referencing. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. And, Joe, what's the last thing you read this week? Actually, it was, strangely enough, Batman 52. Oh. Yeah, so I read the issue behind the issue, 
that Paul's so excited about. And I love it. I think it's really well done. I love I like the form and structure that Tom King has brought to his storytelling. You know, he really weaves these multiple narrative stories Mm -hmm. really well. Yeah. And 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 the the balance between uh, uh, in this case specifically, it's it's Bruce making his case and then you cut to these kind of splash page flashbacks backs to the fight between Batman and Freeze overlaid with Bruce getting to know each of the jurors and stuff and kind of this Mm -hmm. slow burn as we get everything laid out to us. I really think that's, that's a master craftsman. He, he really is. This is not by accident. This guy knows how to write comics. Very well. Yep. 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 Awesome. So it's almost like 12 angry Batman. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. All right. See there. Twelve angry Twelve angry Robins. Yeah. There we go. Oh God! Don't don't let somebody hear you. They'll make that series. <laughs> They're probably already working on it now. <laughs> right as we speak. Yeah. All right. So let's um. We're gonna go to our weekly topic here. Of course, we always save this till we're almost out of time, and then we get to it. So. Um, <laughs> The reason this comes up, Paul, why don't you go ahead and lead us into this and tell us why you chose this as the topic and name the specific case that made you think of it. Well, I mean, I was just looking for stuff to just throw on here this this week. I've had a pretty busy week, so I was just reading through stuff, and then I saw an article about James Gunn. I'm sure you guys know James Gunn was recently uh, fired from the directing role of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because of some tweets he posted uh about 10 years ago and then the article today was basically disney kind of drawing a line in the sand saying that they would not rehire uh they're not going to rehire james gunn because there was a lot of uh, petitions and even the actors you know from uh, guardians of the galaxy 3 were saying you know what um you need to hire him back um but disney's like no we're not he doesn't you know hold this our standards of of disney specifically because of the tweets that he made back then were, you know, like joking about, you know, you know, being a pedophile or whatever, you know, for, for shock value. So, uh, I basically thought, you know, it's like, do I, do I think a, a creator should be fired, uh, by what they post on social media, what they tweet, uh, specifically 10 years ago. So like, should your past, uh, haunt you in the future when it comes to, um, creator work. Well, so I, I would I would push it out even more than that because you're not. He didn't molest children. No, he yes, made, he Those made jokes. yeah he made tasteless jokes on Twitter yes. back during the time he was still the guy working at Troma. Yes. So you know you know and before right. the the goddamn police state mind police were ruling everything in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what it is yeah. is because he's an outspoken critic of Donald Trump, President Trump. And a bunch of those snowflake right-wing assholes went and dug around in his past to find shit to drag out there, like they're doing to everybody else who's critical of them. They're going and purposefully looking for things to do this to people with. Yeah, I mean, because it's happening on both sides. We obviously know know, Rosie Roseanne Barr, I'm sorry. Roseanne Barr. Yeah, but the difference difference with Roseanne Barr, though, let's – hold on. Let's let's not equivocate the two because the difference with Roseanne Barr – is uh, that that is a current sentiment, and it's a hateful, yes. specifically pointed yes. towards one person, racist sentiment. The the when you when you look at what Gunn tweeted ten years ago, when you mm-hmm. look at it with a critical eye, he was making a joke about 
nothing and no one yeah. in specific. If the, if I'll say this, if the joke was, um, I don't, uh, one of the, what was it? Corey, Corey Haim said he was molested. If the joke was like Corey Haim, blah, 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 pedophile yeah. joke specifically at a guy, you know what? I'd have a real big problem with that. Yeah. Because it was, yeah, you could always say, oh, but it was a joke, but it was also pointed specifically at a person. His was obviously being done in a tongue-in-cheek thing. Hers is obviously a hateful, specifically targeted towards a person yeah. in the middle of her current gig and this current climate. Yeah. Yeah. Those are not the same things. So they are absolutely to, not the same to, things. To be clear, I wasn't saying that they were, I wasn't trying to say they were the same thing. What I was trying to say was the digging into everybody's past and everybody's tweaks right. by right. the right was in rea a reaction to yes, that. Yes, I, I will give you that, absolutely. Because, because I 100% agree with what you just said, Joe. 100% agree. They're not the yeah. same at it's all. It's crazy because, because one, of the, the reaction one, one of the reaction to that. Yeah, one of the things that was making just – yeah, one of the things that was making me insanely angry were websites like – oh, I saw it on almost every website where they referred to the tweets as um, – like in the headline, they were saying that these tweets were objectionable or whatever. Or like the, the way the headline was phrasing was prejudging the fact that we all would find these tweets objectionable. Yes, it was prejudicing. Yeah, yeah, it was pre yeah. yeah, and they're not. Um, Roseanne's Bart's tweets on every level were objectionable. And if they're not objectionable to you, then you're you're a terrible person. Well, at the very least, you're not very thoughtful on any level. Not very thoughtful, yeah. Yeah. He nope, clearly, he, yeah. Yeah. I mean, back then it was what I think we all did. The climate was, you know, was the the whole like just the shock. Yeah. Everybody was, was going for to, shock ten or twelve yes, years for ago. Shock. Yeah. That was what at, we did. He worked at trauma. Yeah. yeah. I mean, trauma is that's they're Christ based sake. on shock. That's what they do. That that's yeah. I, I I don't think something like that's fair. Now I hope this blows up in Disney's face. I may not. I Guardians is my favorite, absolute favorite mm. movie from Marvel Studios, the first one. I don't know that I'm interested in supporting well, this one. Now and somebody somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Did ba Dave Batista say if they don't use the James Gunn script, he will not? Or he'll find a way out of his contract. He did say that. He did. But then he kind of went back on it because it's legally obligated. Well, I'm, I, well, no, I'm sure there's, you you can't fight City Hall and you can't fight yeah. Disney. But look, here's the thing: a, a star or you know people who carry a vehicle like that mm -hmm. can tank a movie real easily. Yeah. Oh, sure. You know? yeah. yeah. And so, you and know, I hope they, and I, I hope they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I wish you would stuck to his I, guns. Yeah. I I absolutely believe that, like. Disney, their decision on this matter was influenced by their desire to see the merger go through. You know, like they don't want to rock the boat in Washington because they want this merger to fly. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I that has something no to do doubt, with it. No yeah, problem yeah. leaving that. But it's just a crock of crap. Yep, and also it had something to do with Roseanne because Disney owned uh, the production of her show as well through ABC. No. Well... Or was that yeah, CBS? But, Am I remembering but, wrong? No, 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 yeah, no, no. no that's, that that is ABC. That is ABC. But also, but that is 
she was tweeting in support of the, no, no, the no, assholes but, in China. But, but here's the thing, Joe. You know they this as well to, as I do. They just want to avoid all controversy. I yeah, guess. what yeah. you do is you go, well, we're going to have both sides of the debate. We're going to have yeah. science yeah. and 2,000-year-old yeah. shepherd's books. And we're they're the two sides of the debate. We're gonna have right wing Nazis, and we're gonna have uh, a school teacher, and those are that's gonna be. They will equivocate any two things just to have a well. Look at us, we're being equal, right? Yeah. And when you say, oh hey, you know, here's a right wing person whose career was damaged by some horrible tweet, and then a whole bunch of people come out and go, ah, oh, but look at this cocksucker over here. It's that thing that the Soviets created called what aboutism. Well, what about when this guy right. said that? Mm-hmm. Right. And Which we can play with both sides to play all day till we're dead. Absolutely. You can dig up shit on anybody at any time. I I just was looking through some old Facebook posts I did like in 2008, and I'm going, how the fuck do I have any friends? I was an unconscious, uh, terrible person, you know? Yeah, back then we, we yeah, that's what did you it did. for the shock value. It's what yeah. we did. Yeah, the old me, the, the 25-year-old me would not be very popular. <laughs> with anyone just like you i would have no oh, yeah. friends that's um no that's what i mean is you can't dig something up that somebody did 10 years ago because for all intents and purposes you are not the same person now that you were 10 years ago sure you know and you can say that about yeah, most I mean, people there have been things that have changed and you know and i believe that all those tweets were deleted beforehand as well but you know there's the way back machine and these things that you can go and dig up the past and he's and and he addressed and he's addressed yes. them before too yeah yeah you know he's done a me cult and what is what is the guardians but a series of movies about people uh making up for making mistakes in their past <laughs> yeah absolutely you know, this from the company that brought you uh Walt Disney the original anti-semite mm-hmm. the movie where they made up the lie that lemmings dive off the edge of a cliff together and put them on a round table and spun them until they got dizzy and fell to their death jesus now, that was one of the one of the old uh, Disney documentaries. They murdered a bunch of lemmings because they made up the story that they all will follow each other off of a cliff. Are you serious? Yes, I never knew that. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it's just it's just it's just disingenuous. Meanwhile, yeah. like Bobcat Goldthwait was out there, and he's he's doing the voice for him in something or other, and he's like, "Hey, take my voice off this because I think you know I I blah blah blah. He I did this definitely and that. said terrible stuff." Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. and he's not and he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah, yeah I, I, so I, I think it's, I think it's it's a problem to reward people who go digging for trouble. I, I think that's a terrible, terrible problem. Yes, there's a world um, of difference digging yeah. for trouble, and Roseanne Barr currently tweeting it in the middle of her production. Yeah. And, I, you know, what she did was terrible, but I think even Bill Maher stood up and said, like, you know, just because it's horrible and terrible, you're talking about a person you already knew was horrible and terrible. Well, that's, yeah, so that is a little bit different. They shouldn't have given her the platform in the first place. She is a mentally unbalanced person. Yeah, or at I the mean, very yeah. least, at the, the very least, what they should have told her was, we're going to do this, we're going to raise all this money, but don't you fucking tweet even once about anything. Right, right, and yeah. a lot of people should be told that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she is she is legitimately mentally imbalanced. So, which you could probably say for a lot well, of Trump voters, but, but she specifically but she, no she shit. has said it. I have mental problems. She said it for thirty right. years. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And we all saw her national anthem. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, three of us are old enough to remember that. I'm like, guys, you, the same people that are trying to get her job back. 
back then would have been, you know, putting their head on a pike. Right. Yeah. yeah well, absolutely. They're the, they're the, it's the same. It's the same assholes who think the NFL can't kneel. Yeah. Fuck you. Just fuck off. I, 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 I'm yeah. No, I'm done. If you're wearing a red hat, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Sorry. I know it's. I know it's. You know, Republicans buy shoes too, but fuck off. Well, let, let's not paint with too broad a brush. I do know several Republicans who are Trump supporters, and I know several who are not. Well, the ones that get me are the religious, well, the no, religious I, ones who are. Those are the ones quoting, that get me. I was quoting, um, I was quoting Michael Jordan from back in the day. They oh, I'm sorry. I was, that was a specific quote. Michael yeah. Jordan you, you, famously said, "They said, Mike, why don't you take a stance on politics on political matters?" And he goes, "Well, you know, Republicans buy shoes too." Yeah, and he's not, he's not wrong. But so Trump support, I can't. I can't even with them. I can't. I can't. I can't. Just yeah, not Republicans. I, I a lot of good Republicans in my life. Absolutely. Trump supporters. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. We keep doing this to you week after week. Hey, that's okay. I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> no. No wonder you disappeared for eight months. <laughs> you were uh, renditioned, isn't it? That no. Yeah, it was just crazy rantings. My crazy, crazy <laughs> rantings? Crazy, crazy rantings. Oh, see, I don't, I don't get political on Joe and Joe, so I, this, I need an outlet. It's okay. Hey, we're here for you. All right, yeah, thank, we're here, thanks, right? buddy. We can, we can, I'm here yeah. to ruin. I'm here to ruin Jeremy's show, not my own. No, that's quite. That's quite all right. Here's the thing. I enjoy doing this, so it's not that big a deal. <laughs> Do what we want. goddammit. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we can rant all we want. Look, the, the show. Yeah, the show I keep politics off of is my other podcast because a lot of the people that listen to that are Southern wrestling fans. Awesome. We know we know what color hats they wear, and <clears throat> so I ain't saying shit about nothing on that show. <laughs> yeah. Now over here, it's a whole different story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. Yeah, that's that's my opinion. Until your opinion gets too close to my fucking nose, and then things <laughs> get different. Yeah, yeah, then that's a little different. Then that's yeah. no longer your opinion. Exactly. Um, there be there becomes a point where your Until, freedom of speech actually becomes a violation of mine because all I can get is bad information from people lying well, to everybody all the time. Also, you're entitled to your opinion until your opinion flies in the face of truth, absolute yeah. fact, and then your opinion is stupid and wrong. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, if you guys, if, Joe, have <laughs> you heard about the shit they print in school books in Texas? Um, I I feel like I have, yeah. Where like they say where they say that Moses uh, was one of the first uh, people to bring down democratic values in the Ten Commandments. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, that's, yes. See, that's unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah, that's just that's just country. It's country, literally country dumb. Yeah, it, it just <laughs> that is in their school books down there. Yeah. Well. Um, and they called at one point. I think they fixed it, and I think it worked its way back in. They didn't use the word slaves. They said guest or migrant workers. Yes, I've heard that before, yeah. and just delightful, delightful people. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know if that happens because my son's about to start, start first grade in Texas. So yep. oh. if he's like, "Daddy, what's up with these migrant workers?" I'll, oh, I'll break it down. Like, no, can't <laughs> we? No. Can't, Daddy, can't we get a house migrant worker? Yeah. <laughs> God, I just. Yeah. Yeah, we live in interesting times, my friends. Well, anybody else want to follow up this James Gunn thing since we went right down the Reichstag rabbit hole with this one? You know, I think I I, I think um, I, I I hope they hire him back. I don't think that they will. It sure and, doesn't look like it. And I think and I think that they're then they're they're just opening themselves up to like Guardians Three doing like you know three hundred million instead of the honestly instead of the six hundred million that it should. 
It'll make Han Solo money instead yeah, of yeah. 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 The fans, I think the fans are are strong enough on this to go. No, sorry, we're done. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm t- I, w- I won't watch it if, if they really hope stick their guns with this because yeah, you shouldn't be punished for your past, especially you know before it was considered you know I'm making a little finger like illegal to say that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now you could would never say that stuff, but back then it was completely. You shouldn't be punished for something that was. Oh, I don't want to say okay, but yeah. you know, not so you know vilified back then. Right, exactly. Why should you be punished for a crime that somebody else noticed? <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Say, if they don't catch, if they don't catch it, it's not a crime, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the way that how, how life yeah. works. That's the way I've always heard it. No, I just I think it's ridiculous to re, to reward provocative well i guess i guess these people would be still be provocateurs or going and digging yeah. things past um but you know i remember years and years and years ago during the recession when my wife and i were really on hard times and she wrote something on her blog and then it ended up going on a bunch of right-wing websites with uh Kami Loristina wants her life back Ugh. and we you know she had a handful of readers that were left over from the early days of blogging, who still followed her. And these right-wing dipshit, shithead fuckfaces attacked me and my family on websites. But you know what? None of them use their real fucking names. Well, yeah, of course. Of course. Of course yeah, a bunch, bunch of keyboard tough guys Good out guys. there. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. And that was something I had forgotten about until we started on this topic, where I was just like, you know... These guys, you know, they, they call themselves all high and mighty, yet they will attack and attack and attack with no with no actual interest in the matter. And mm. all they want to do is cause problems. All they want to do is feel high and mighty. All they want to do is I don't fucking know what and I don't understand it. And people like this piss me off, and I kind of feel like I should punch a couple of them in the throat just for fucking being there. <laughs> I thought all they wanted to do was dance, but maybe that was just... No, right. that's all That's all yeah. she wants to do. Right. Dance. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. You guys wonder why I'm not on Twitter anymore. No, see, you know what's funny? <laughs> I know people that have quit Facebook in favor of Twitter because they say this shit doesn't happen on Twitter. Then I know Paul, who's on Facebook, but not Twitter, because he says all this shit happens on Twitter. So, <laughs> you know. Well, my, my Facebook is very, very, like, pared down and blo- everything's blocked. Like, I've figured out the filters enough. So all I see is like pictures of my nieces. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're, you're going to be selective, I yeah. For I want to see just like my family and my friends, and no ads, no political, nothing, no none of that crap. That's just for me, being that I am in a different state than all most of my friends and family, and that's how I stay in touch. So I figured that I cannot figure out how to do that on Twitter yet. So I'm just like it's done. I'm just getting off Twitter. Well, I've had enough friends who did vote for that asshole um, defriend me on Facebook that I actually missed the days when I would get them piping up and go, hey, that's not fair. I, you know, I kind of miss that. I, I, I find myself going out of my way uh, on other people's walls to look for those you know, moments of being an asshole. That's funny. It's, I, it's, I can't I cannot fair. get myself that bothered over it, you know. Yeah, it's um, fair. That is too funny, though, because I did. I did for a long time. I fought, you know, with people. That's part of what I'm talking about. I'm like, I don't know how I have friends anymore because I go back and I look at some of the self-righteous pro-Obama stuff I did in 2008. 
And I'm just like, fuck, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a wonder that anybody, cause I was just like pro atheist, anti creationism. Right. I mean, you well, know, that's because creationism is stupid. Exactly. But you I know mean, what? You and know I'm what, not even, not even joking. No, 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 no. I, I agree with you. But you know what? If nobody else is bringing it up, I don't need to poke a fucking bear. Well, that's true. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. That's what I mean is I, I like I'm casting I'm casting handfuls of darts into a dark room and just going, "Here, fuckers, take some of these, would you?" Oh shit. All right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Joe, I think you already told us what's going on on uh Yeah, just Joe go, on to Joe. Joe, go to Joe and Joe, find me at Joe on Joe on Twitter and Instagram and tell me that you you think my opinions suck and um, you know, whatever. I'm there for it, but uh, you know, well, yeah, no, it's fun. We have fun with G.I. Joe, and we, we do stay uh, to keep politics out of it. So it's uh, hopefully hopefully it's a good time for all. Yeah. And it's I love G.I. Joe, which is funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul, you got anything cool or interesting coming up you want to talk about? Uh, I'm coming to California soon. Oh. Yay. When are you coming? For four days. September 6th, it'll be my son's birth, 17th birthday. So I'm going to go Holy. see him in Santa Cruz. Holy cow. And that's the same day my uh, wife is going to be leaving me for a long period of time like I left her. Oy vey. So it's going to be an interesting day. So an interesting way to phrase all of that. (laughs) My life is insane. (laughs) But I'm very much looking forward to eating a proper Mexican food and seeing my son. I'll tell you what, Santa Cruz is the place to get proper Mexican food. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, just like Vancouver is the proper place to get proper Indian food. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, Paul, the food up there, knock you on your ass good. Yeah. Indian, Lebanese, everything. Mm-hmm. Is, they, they refer to it as slap your Raja in the mouth. Good. <laughs> that should be a T-shirt. You're welcome for that, America. That's, You're welcome. That's, that's sheer brilliance. That Our, was off the cuff. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in to Geekish Cast. We'll be back next week with the top stories, Paul's picks, what Joe's reading, and everything else for Paul Vieira, for Joe Slepsky, and myself, Jeremy Vomer. Bye-bye, everybody. Ciao. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.